Welcome to Rule 11, a weekly football officiating conversation. Rule 11 is a podcast show discussing all areas around college football officiating, on the field and off. Our passion is to help others pursue their goals in college officiating. The only way to improve is to work to improve, and this is one avenue to hone our craft. So we hope you enjoy the conversation just as much as we do on the road toward the perfect game. So thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Well, Dwayne, here we are again. 108, it is. Conversation 108. Yes. 108. They're, yeah. cli- they're slowly climbing up. Now, listen, we can't keep up with the big dogs out there that, no. that do this stuff every week. But, you know, we're... we're it's a little, <laughs> little dent. In the- a little dent. Hey, 108, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not too shabby. No, I mean, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a great... It's been a great ride. We, we had a lot of fun. So Yes. And uh, uh, let's thank who, you know, we do it for. Yes. Our listeners, um, folks trying to get better. Uh, I assume. Um, yeah, I mean, they well, don't just want to listen to us; just to listen to us. Nah, well, no, but um, just want to get better. And uh, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for the support. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for reaching out, especially. Yeah. Um, we we're getting more and more. We just love hearing the stories. We're going to camps. And, yeah, you know, we got promoted. Uh, had this playoff game. All those good things. Yeah. Um, just yes, you know love hearing that stuff yeah so. tell us stories once in a while yeah. send us something you know yeah. that you know maybe something that that you Not got even... from us that, that <laughs> helped you somewhere i don't know yeah yeah or maybe a five-hour road trip and and yeah. you 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 binged listen to matt mills or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got a hole in one i want to hear that yeah, there we Show go that. that's what i'm talking about and something. you were not listening to rule 11 when you got the hole yeah in. that's the, the exactly. key important part <laughs> because you're not the guy out there with the with the boom box on the golf course not the saying there's nothing wrong with that but i yeah so listen and we thank our patrons patrons uh, yeah kind of a special group of the listeners yeah. that um donate yep. to keep the show going yes. and so um you know, you can donate as little as $1 a month mm-hmm. on Patreon and uh, patreon.com slash rule 11. Yep. And uh, some folks have done it and we appreciate that. Um, so we're going to give a shout out because every once in a while, somebody donates kind of a big number, a bigger number, at least big to us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not like thousands of dollars or no, anything like no. that, but um, Dave Gudgel. Yes. Uh Friend of the show. I think he was your crewmate last yes. year, last year. Golden. We call him golden. Golden. Here, okay? okay. Yeah. And uh, I worked with Dave uh, before. Uh-huh. So thank you for supporting yeah, thanks, the Dave. show. Appreciate and, it. Uh, with that, uh, that, that uh, sizable donation. Yeah. So, appreciate that. Yeah. We d- definitely appreciate it. Um, so, Hey, what's new? What's going on with you? Oh, you know, Anything good? let's see. Um, good. I, mean, I know I got a four day week this week. So that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, other than that, just getting, getting ready for spring football. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been on the field yet, um, for any spring ball. Mm-hmm. I know some parts of the country, they've already started mm-hmm. with Mark with, uh, in March. Yeah. Um, but here I think April is kind of our busy time, busy time. So yeah. doing that, trying to get ready for all of that mm-hmm. work front, it's kind of getting busy. Um, so, you know, life things. Sure. Yeah. Good. Okay. What about yourself? Same thing. Nothing different. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
worked a little spring uh, scrimmage the other day last week. That was fun. Great to get back on the field. Yep. Um, yeah, it was really good. I had a great time. Yeah. Uh, nine of us had a kind of worked. A, hey, you know what? I didn't even tell you this. What? I worked a bunch of line of scrimmage that day. Where Where was this at? This was at This was at Portland State. Oh yeah, yeah. When you went to the scrimmage, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. How was that? I had a I had a blast. Blast from the past. Yes, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> now, did I do my job well? I don't know, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I enjoyed, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. That's good. So we had a good time together. That's um, a, yeah, no, no, that's a good point. Um, when you get to, I mean, you should try these things out when you can, yeah. like go to another position. Yeah. Oh yeah. You've never worked before yeah. and just kind of get that perspective. Well, we had nine of us there and, yeah. and four of them had bees on the back. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go work some line judge. Here we go. Get snaps. I'll be yeah. can, right? It was fun. We had a good time. So that was great. Everything else as well. Yep. Um, yep. Sp- spring is around the corner. It's coming. So it's one of my favorite times of year. So, uh, things are well, I can't complain. Uh, how do people reach us or emails? We email. got a lot of emails, uh, lately. Just a couple. Uh, um, what's his name? Mr. Evers is, yeah. He, he sent us a picture from the airport. He, yeah. He's headed over. to, uh, Tom Beard. Yeah. From, from where? From Australia. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was crossing yeah, my fingers when yeah, I said got, that. You got the right like, one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he was sporting a rule 11 hat, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're representing. I love it love it um, i mean that's crazy i don't know what to tell you but, <laughs> but uh no thank you for the emails keep them coming um again like Dwayne said tell us if you get a hole in one or something something fun yep um and you could do that by sending us an email at uh, rule 11 officials at gmail.com yes um oh. you can uh, go to our website yes which is at www.rule11officials.com yes or at the uh, rule 11 officials on twitter on the twitter yes which we are quiet on but that's okay excellent um so who do we have today what we are we gonna do yeah today. we're gonna talk to some people uh which we love to do because yes. it makes our job easier uh, <laughs> let them talk yes. that's right uh remember what i said last week um if <laughs> yep. you didn't it was called the uh jimmy kimmel effect right uh, <laughs> yeah. you just uh ask questions and let them talk because <laughs> they're better than uh talking at, than you are uh so we're going to talk with some um three people Yes. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of referee, all from the Big Ten. All from the Big Ten. Yeah. We're going to talk a little replay um, mm-hmm. scenarios. So John O'Neill has been on. This will be his third time chatting with us. Yes. Um, his R1, uh, Tom Kissinger. Yes. And then his communicator. Let's see if you can get Mr. Right. Matt. Yes. Alicio. Uh, yes. Aloisio. Aloisio. <laughs> Al- Al- Aloisio. Yes. There we that go. was nailed. You nailed that last one. Yes. Okay. Because very, it's a difficult name. But as we like to say from time to time, great name. Great name. <laughs> I mean, Kissinger, that you can't shake your, you can't That's shake strong. your head at that. They're strong. Yeah. You know, when we have a strong name list, uh, it's going to be a good show. So we're, yes. lo- we're looking forward to talking with these folks um, and talking all things replay with as far as a crew aspect. This is a little yeah, different. Exactly. Stuff. Exactly. And um, how about the uh, quote of the week? Quote of the week. Let's see. So um, this one's from Corey Ten Brown. Corey Ten Boom. She's a uh, a an author, I okay. believe. She says, uh, "Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow; it empties today of its strength." Yeah. What? Mind blown. Yeah. Spend a couple minutes. You yeah, can push pause right now. <laughs> Try, listen again. Listen again. Yeah. Yep. Today, so, today's a gift. Today's yeah. a gift. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you, Dwayne. Um, anything else before we get started? Yeah, it's almost time. Okay. No, nothing. Nothing? Okay. Give us two minutes. We'll be right. Oh, not, not that. Two. Give us three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 60. I don't know. We'll be right back with, um, with John, Tom, and Matt. Okay, Dwayne, uh, we're going to talk some replay process today, like we mentioned at the beginning of this with, um, uh, I guess, number th- third time on, Yeah, uh, Mr. John O'Neill from Referee of the Big Ten, uh, his replay R1, uh, Mr. Tom Kissinger, and his communicator, Matt Aloisio. Aloisio. Did he get it? Aloisio. There nice. You go. Okay. Right. There you go. I knew I was going to struggle with that one. That's that was a good a save. It's a good save. But hey, yeah. so listen, thank you. Thank you all for coming on here, and uh, we're going to try and learn a little things today with from you all, and uh, so we appreciate your time. Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Um, so we, yeah, yeah, we've like you said, we've had John on before. Yeah. Um, we have not had Tom or Matt on. Uh, so Tom, we'll start with you. Could you just tell us a you know give us a quick um, synopsis of your career and. Um, kind of how, maybe how long you've been in the Big Ten? Sure, I'd be happy to, and thanks for having us on tonight. Um, I'm a little unusual in that I have never refereed a football game. I have been in replay for about 12 years, 12 or 13 now. Uh, I've been a basketball referee for most of my career, 44 years at all different levels. I got into football about, I said, 12 or 13 years ago in the Big Ten, and uh, I've learned a lot. It's been a big challenge. And the rule books are a little bit different between football and basketball. So I've <laughs> had to get a beat on all the exceptions to the exceptions in the football rule book. But uh, it's <laughs> been great. That people like John and Matt and a lot of other referees. And it's been great to be part of that team. Cool. All right. Thanks. So so real quick yeah. before we move on. So how how was the transition from basketball to football? How'd you uh how'd you find that path and and what what was the impetus on that? Well, I I was also a clinician at a basketball camp uh-huh. in Wisconsin here, and uh, I for that matter I still do basketball. But I met some NFL referees, and I met Bill Carollo. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. Yeah. And uh, I think at the time they were trying to get maybe a little different skill set in the replay booth. As you know, most of the time replay officials were retired or older referees. And I think it's still usually that way, but uh, I think they're looking for a little different skill set. So they asked me to try this and I did. Uh, And it's been a great experience, but it's very different. Like I tell people when I, I'm much more exhausted after doing a replay a game and replay than I am doing a basketball game, even though that's physical, it just the mental stress of doing replay is uh, different and unique and a challenge and fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've heard, I mean, we both heard, uh, gotten a taste of what's that, what that's like on game day. And, um, we hope to share that experience with, with folks, just, just how taxing it is, how much you guys do as we continue to talk. But, uh, yeah, uh, Matt, if you can do the same thing, just give us a quick, uh, 
synopsis how you how you got to uh, where you are right now as a communicator? Sure, thanks. Uh, sure, thanks once again, uh, Dwayne and Tyler, for having us on. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, my officiating career started. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I started my officiating career 30 years ago, and uh, was able to work up from just a little uh, peewees all the way up through you know high school and then on to uh, we have some great division two and three football in our area. Uh, working for uh, Gene Steratore, his mm -hmm. father of Gene, and then moved on into the Ivy League. Worked the Yankee Conference and went up uh, supplemental on the Big East and then went on through the MAC. And from the MAC, I was able to uh, move up into uh, to the Big Ten. I've been in uh, the Big Ten for uh, five years. Okay. And uh, it's a wonderful experience, and it certainly is unique and different. And uh, it requires a whole different skill set. Yeah, it yeah. yeah. sounds like a nice rewarding path. A lot of, a lot of little leagues there. That's cool. Yeah. Love it. Um, we've done replay um, episodes before, but if um, either both of you or, or one of you, could you remind folks what the difference is between the uh, replay official and a the communicator? Kind of what, what are the, the duties of each? Just to kind of level set. Sure. You want me to take that, Matt? Yeah, go ahead and then I'll follow up after. So so there's really three, there's actually four people in the booth when we do a game. There's the replay official, the communicator, a technician who works with the TV people to get us the right views, an assistant communicator who is just there to make sure we don't make any big mistakes. Uh, the replay official sort of sits by himself and watches each play. I think the probably most difficult part of being a replay official in college is to know when to stop the game. Mm -hmm. We don't have, we don't usually use the challenge flags and things like that. The communicator, uh, I would say is the quarterback of the replay booth. He's trying to coordinate between TV, between what I'm looking at. Um, he's watching the communication. So people aren't talking over me when I'm talking to John or we're talking to the producer so he's got a big role. He also sort of announces the game and tells us all what's going on and makes sure we have a ruling on the field before we start to act on a play. So it's uh communicator is a pretty important position and, and Matt does it really well. Okay. Matt, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I would just say in general, uh, the uniqueness of Tom just alluded to of, uh, I've seen a lot of guys in the officiated, uh, for a number of years and, uh, Tom does a terrific job from a perspective of having an analytical mind. And there's why I was saying the skill sets are so different. And if you come into the booth and you think you were a great official on the field and you're just going to walk into replay uh, and carry over that mindset, you're going to fail. And, uh, and Tom is a great example of that and knows how and when to shut a play down. I mean, you can, you can dot the I's and cross it the T's on, on some of the rules and situations. But when you get into situational mm -hmm. awareness in a game and when is the right time and uh, to make a decision to shut down, um, that's a little bit unique. And not all guys can handle that as well. And, uh, you know, it's been uh, a great experience for me to work with, with Tom in that position. And as far as the communicator, uh, he's absolutely right. Over the years, guys, the, our, our skill sets and responsibilities – process and procedures have changed uh, dramatically. We have been now thrust in much more 
uh, the things that we're doing. And um, you have to multitask. And um, if you're able to do that and uh, keep things, uh, uh, you know, in perspective and not get up and just be steady, make sure that you're communicating everything. I have to talk to the television. I've got to keep my eyes on the field. I've got to make sure Tom, I can get him all the best angles, get him the best shot, which will give all the elements he may need. Uh, sometimes we have to piece a lot of things together. But um, actually, I, I um, at some of the clinics we've put on here uh, through the Big Ten, I explain it sometimes is it's actually when it's all working, mm -hmm. guys, it's like a song. It really is. It, yeah. it just it flows. And uh, last year we had a clinic in Pittsburgh for potential officials. And uh, the biggest surprise out of that clinic was that a lot of guys didn't have any idea of what goes on in that booth. Uh -huh. And they were somewhat a little bit shocked. Yeah, yeah. We see, we see some of that from time to time when, when there's, there's more and more. Uh, well, our boss put out a video uh, this year. Uh, he spent a game with a with four, I think it's either four or five cameras in the replay booth, and uh, he wanted to record this to show the importance of the the relationship between the replay official and the communicator. Because in our league, we we, we had communicators that were, um, you know, uh, assigned to uh, venues, and the replay official was the only person that traveled. Uh, so, I, quick question: Who? Who decide? Who ultimately decides to shut the game down? Is this a, is this a collaborative uh, decision or replay official number? You know, R one. Who who makes that decision ultimately? Uh, it's it's the replay official. It, you don't have a lot okay. of time, but it's, yeah, you got to make that decision very quickly. Yeah, yeah. You might you might get some input, but there's not a lot of time to discuss it. You see a play, feeling mm -hmm. like maybe he was out, maybe he wasn't out, maybe it all came mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Is it important? Is there a competitive effect? You try and make mm -hmm. that in a, you have a hurry up offense. You have just a few seconds to make that decision and you like to get it right. Most of it, I guess one thing I wanted to add to what Matt said, and I think what made the communicator position even more important is when we added the O2Os a few years ago, because Matt mm -hmm. runs the O2O. He's talking to the referees through the O2O. I'm not, I just talked to John when we have a, a review. So what Matt says to them and what they say to him is super important. So it sort of used to be you'd be, be a communicator and work to the replay official spot. But I think now the communicator spot is so important and the different skill set, even in the replay official, that to be a good communicator takes a lot of practice and a lot of skill to be able to handle those different lines of communication. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the big, uh, I guess the, one of the biggest aspect of this whole thing is communication, right? Between all y'all. And so I, I'm curious because we, you know, we just heard Matt and, and I understand, right. Uh, with kind of the same, same, uh, examples of you you have the O2O system, uh, to communicate with the field. So the other question I have is Matt, you got to talk with the producers of the TV truck, right? Um, do you, are you the only right. one that hears the producer? And if so, um, is that through a, another headset? I mean, how's that communication work with yourself and the producer? Uh, and who hears that producer when they talk? Well, primarily, we have a ring dial. We have a phone that's connected to the television truck. And as soon as we okay. go to a situation where we're going to shut down, um, I'll pick up the phone and the producer, Got it. producer will be on the other end. Now, uh, Tyler, we've already communicated prior to this uh, in game day. We, Tom and I, and and John visit the uh, the, the 
uh, production truck and we meet with the uh, personnel who I'm going to be talking to. And um, so we get some of our ground rules set up uh, a little bit prior. But once we do that, that you know, the phone, I'm communicating with him and he's asking me specifically, what are we looking? Why are we shutting it down? And he's relaying that information to the talent who is on television so they can mm -hmm. try to get ahead of things and get that out in the broadcast of uh, why there's a shutdown. And then uh, I'm asking him if specifically I'd like to see his left foot at the sideline. Is it touching? Try to be as specific as I can to tell him what we're looking for. And then he will bring up all the different views. And primarily, it's really just talking to me. And then I'm relaying to uh, Tom and say, hey, here's the kill shot. Camera D is in dog. Here's your kill okay. shot, Tom. That <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't aware all of that went on um, between the communicator and, and the truck. So um, it's a great uh, illustration yes. of that. Um, before we get into like further like communication, like the whole process, communication process when we shut down a game, what are some non-stoppage situations where replay can help the crew out? Oh, that, that, I could handle that, Tom or John, if you don't mind, because somewhat falls under uh, my responsibilities. And under the uh, casebook, the 2021 casebook, they uh, have official-to-official -official communication, have now outlined for us and gives us a guidepost to go by. There are basically seven different um, topics where they're going from player number, uh, yard lines, um, ball placement, penalty administration, clock administration, line line of scrimmage, and they're all sub chapters of each one of those that we can get involved in a number of issues where I can help the crew through the O2O. When we first, the O2O was first introduced, we were not to officiate from, from the booth was our protocols. But as uh, like anything through time and uh, as things we became more technically astute, uh, they started to look at that we could help things and so they gave us now a little more leadway where if they missed a number or was touched on a kick, um, there are a variety of different things that we can get involved in. And even uh, in the past year or so, there's been a number. It's for the integrity of the game. And that's the long and short of everything with replay is, is we want to get it right, okay? And there are sometimes you have to think outside the box. Um, John and I had a play last year in which we had a momentum play and some things weren't communicated properly and we had a legal pass in the end zone and there was a lot of different elements to the play. And um, by role, replay, we're under a specific set of guidelines that replay can get involved in, the, in certain things and some other things they can't. Well, we had a situation where you know, replay was not to get involved in this particular situation, but um, it, it could save the crew. And in some cases, they want us to go outside the box and uh, they call it the nuclear, uh, you know, mm. nuclear action there. <laughs> and uh, you better hope you're right. But uh, we do have some leadway. So but there is a it's it's really been evolving and it really does help the crew. And there's a lot of situations where they'll they'll call up to me and ask me something specifically that we can we can help on, we'll help them. Because that's what we're there yeah. to do. So, so 
Excellent. Uh, right. Hey, you guys. Perfect. Uh, Love it. So yeah. now Go you ahead. know who really runs the show here, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, Matt. Just kidding. That's right. <laughs> Communicator is important, man. That's who we hear. That's who we yeah. hear. We, we, you know, maybe I need a payroll. Love that help. Maybe I need a payroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. there, there you go. You got to, you got to make yourself right. a video to, to yeah. uh, you know, just like, <laughs> just so you guys should get tips, I think, in the booth. Like, um, because, you know, on the field, you, you're a lifesaver sometimes. You, we need that number. Like, <laughs> we thought it was 68 and it's actually 69 or whatever. And, you save us on those little may, things. So. Yeah, may have to start uh, implementing a fine jar of some sort. Every time okay. we make a mistake that we ask for assistance from replay and they give it to us, hey, maybe we have to be the one to buy. Absolutely. You know, something like that. The example here is um, a little thing, but and, and yes. officials handle it differently, as John will explain. But uh, this past year, we there was a kick mm-hmm. and the, the player touched it at the four and the referees marked it the two and we had a TV timeout and I said to Matt, I said, just tell them the four would be a better spot. So they moved the ball during the TV timeout. Mm -hmm. The next week we were with a different crew, exact same play. And they didn't want that information. They didn't, they didn't move the ball. And so every, every little bit different and some, Mm. but you try to get it right and try to be as accurate as you can without interrupting the game. Sure. 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 John, you got anything to add into those, into those points? No, I mean, like I said before, they got on. I mean, th- these two are the best in the business, and and uh, yeah, you know, they, they ensure that we get this stuff right. Sure. Okay. So listen, we we kind of stuck with that just because we were in the in the in the the realm of communication. So we kind of we're going to jump back a little bit here, um, leading more into pregame before the game started. Um, so, John, how do you involve replay in pregame topics or during the week? Uh, uh, game prep, uh, et cetera. What, what, what types of things do you guys um, do together to to prepare for a Well, game? one of the things we do, Tyler, is everybody on the crew, meaning the eight on-field people and Tom and Matt, we are all one-tenth owners in this crew. I mean, we we travel together. We, we pregame together. When we do a quiz, it's not just the eight on-field officials that do the, do the quiz. Matt and Tom participate in everything we do. And I think that kind of differentiates us a little bit. Um, But, you know, whatever the on-field officials are preparing, Matt and Tom are doing the same thing, but they're doing it from a replay perspective. And, you know, when when we get to game week, you know, Friday night pregame, we start with Matt and Tom. They they are the first speakers during our pregame after I handle all the housekeeping things. I, I turn the floor over to Tom and Matt. They talk about everything that went on during the week replay wise, because they have their own conference call with Dean and Bill. Uh, a, a video, a training tape comes out of that. There's a Steve Shaw training tape. Um, there's a Bill Carollo training tape. So everything that they see, we see and anything that was covered in their conference call, they share that with us right off the bat. I mean, Replay is not an afterthought for this crew. They participate from beginning to end of our pregame. They are that integral to our success. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's good to hear. I think that's probably evolved over the years. I'm guessing, right? Um, I think so, Dwayne. I, I, I know in, yeah. in years past, I mean, 
oftentimes the replay team would leave after they were done not to participate with the rest of the crew. And that's like sending out your back judge after he covered his topic. Right. <laughs> yeah. Matt and Tom can point. help us at any point in that game. And, and that's how integral they are to our success. So one more thing uh, in pregame. Now let's, let's just take ourselves game day on the field. What are, what are your guys' routine as, as far as making sure all the checklists are taken care of uh, from the booth to the field? And, and what does that look like? And, and how, do you guys, how do you guys work through that? So we get to the game about, we all come together. We get there about three hours before the game. Yep. Um, one of Matt's job is to make sure all the O2Os, all the, the pagers, everything's working. Uh, we usually sit around for about an hour and talk about the game and do pregame stuff. And then one of the first things we do is we go to the TV truck. I think as Matt said, we meet with the producers and the TV people and mm-hmm. talk about the mechanics of how they want to run the game. And then I'll go up to the booth about an hour and a half before the game. Matt will go on the field and check all the equipment and the monitors. You know, if there's problems in replay, it's usually because of bad technology. And nothing sure. makes us more nervous, more scared when we don't think the technology is working correct. Yeah. And that happens every once in a while. But so we want to make sure that's all working well, because sometimes you get to the start of a game and all of a sudden something's not working. It's, it's very nervous. Um, so, and then uh, after that, John comes out with the referees an hour before the game and we check all the equipment with John again Mm -hmm. and we page all the referees to make sure their pagers are working. And then we do it again before kickoff when the officials meet at the center of the field, we'll page them again. So making sure that is all in place is very important to us and gives us peace of mind that we can do our jobs without worrying about the technology. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, that my, my short time experience in this process and that's the one thing that's failed us is technology that's yeah. and out of our control, right? Especially right. with, uh, I'm not going to name names of, <laughs> of corporations, but um, that's the hard part that we can't control. So, um, yeah. but we got to do what we can right. do, right? We've, we've officiated without replay before we can do it again. If we have to, the thing I always, I always wonder is like, what is the, what's the fire feel like in the booth when something's not, you know, up and running and what's <laughs> right. that, you know, that's gotta be just, you see that clock ticking, you know, 60, 55, 50. And you're, you're, uh, whoever the technician is, is, is grinding through getting that going. I, I couldn't imagine have the, to worry about that that would be t- pretty tough right and then, then you have the technology some interesting stories oh, i'm sorry sometimes you have all these technology people coming into the booth to fix things and the game's going to start and there's six or seven people in there it's it, it's really yeah. nervous it's yeah. like okay this is too much yeah it's uh some interesting stories with that just real quickly is it uh is, and tom can uh, attest to this it's uh I think through uh, doing it and, and why it's so good to uh, be together because we work and we know what each other is doing, but you learn things. And um, through our O2O, um, there's no ops manager there. And when the O2O is not working, <laughs> I've been able to find out over the years that I, I got the private number of the O2O yeah. technician and uh, I've learned some things from him. And, and, and I, I, 
the long and short of it is, is there's some situations where I'm telling them to reset the modem down inside the stadium, you know, because they forgot to reset it from the the game before. So you you learn yeah. some things, and uh, it sometimes comes in yeah, really sure. handy. And I'm sure some, yeah, I'm sure some uh, locations are, you know, you can probably get to know those corks, uh, you know, from time to time, and yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe each place is a little unique in that sense, and you can be ready for some trouble in trouble areas. I don't know. Right. Right. So, so let's, uh, let's get into the meat of this thing. Yeah. I, you know, we're in the game. Um, let's talk about a stoppage, like what leads up to a stoppage. Um, however you want to, you want to cover it, but then, um, let's talk about the communication in the booth between the booth and the field and maybe between the on the field officials as well. You guys just walk us through all of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tom, is it all right for you think from uh, sure. start off with that? I never stop you from that ever. Well, <laughs> you have not. You have not, Tom. <laughs> Other than when it's time to go get something to eat, you kind of <laughs> make sure that you get ahead of the There we go. Well, as the, as the communicator, you know, the, the, the thing is that Tom alluded to earlier is that I'm, I actually am doing the play-by-play. And what that would entail would sound something like I'm giving the Don the distance, the yard line, the line to gain, and I'm telling Tom before you have a big line, the big line. Mm-hmm. And that's important because sometimes, you know, we don't have a big line, the big line, and we got to be a little more aware of where that line to gain is. After that, I'll clear the snap. I'll clear the exchange, clear the quarterback, make sure there's no potential high hits on him. Uh, I'll announce the ending yard line, and that tells the technician where to key in his data. And then I I wear a Don indicator, just like I did on the field, so that we keep track of the Dons. And I'm looking for smoke, guys, in general. I'm looking for something that might be unusual, that the, the coach may be upset, and he's looking to try to challenge a play or – there's a flag down, um, situations like that I'm giving and I'm, I'm calling him out so Tom can hear. And the most important is always, always get the rolling on the field. And once we know what the rolling on the field is, I'll stay on the field observing it. And then we'll look and see all these different scenarios. Are, are the, are the, uh, is the clock status correct? The Don markers across the field, they're not screwing up on the Don. And we've had that happen. Um, and, you know, do we have two sticks or one? And then if I tell Tom we got a flag done, I'm telling him right there, it's a good indicator for him. I'm saying, Tom, we have a flag done. You have time. You have time, Tom. And that really puts it a little bit more at ease because knowing that situation, that he knows that, you know, we can take a little bit more time comparably to say like they're in a, a hurry up offense. Tom, they're up to the line. The snap is imminent. you got to make a decision, shut down or leave it go. And uh, that's a little more difficult. And then I just move from a play to play, allowing, allowing for good, good communication flow. And um, at that point, the other thing as a communicator does is to just give the facts. I, I'll say the, the quarterback back to pass, pass is released, pass is received. I do not tell Tom it's completed because I don't want to put completion in his mind because it's something he could turn and get hit and the ball come out and now – then I'll say the ball was loose on the ground. The defense has it. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. Okay, don't have to give them anything else. If the more you add to things like that, the you know the more precise you want to be. Just give him the facts so, so he knows what's going on. 
And then if it's a past situation, we're going to make sure uh, our guiding principle in replay is all elements of replay have a process we have to follow. And the biggest thing, the difference when you guys were saying transitioning, I think, uh, from my perspective, would be that we don't we no longer go by on-field philosophy. We don't use philosophy. We have to use a process. We're process-driven in replay. And it has to be indisputable facts mm-hmm. that we can show and tell our supervisors, this is why we made this rolling. Here is the ball. Here's the goal line. The ball was over the goal line. Here's the kill yeah, yeah. shot. Good, good. Okay, let, let's go here. Tom, uh, Tom, you yep. tell, you tell, no, it's not going to be you. It's going to be Matt. Matt's going to tell the crew via O2O, stop the game or whatever words you use. Is that correct? Yeah, no. it can happen, but I also have a the red button. I have the you're, you're going to page him. So if I hit out now yes. with the O2O system, Matt may at the same time say Mayday or something. Okay, whatever your word is, but yeah. your pay, you, you have a backup right. system, right? You have right. a pager system and then a backup via O2O. All right. Right. So let's say John yeah. hears this, gets the buzz or one of his officials gets the, the, the pager. Uh, John, at that point, what is your process? Um, go through the, you know, from, from beginning to end. And I, like I said, I, th- this is selfishly for me okay? right. <laughs> because uh, this is the part where um, I think is most critical as far as a crew aspect on the field. It's, you know, one or two members might not know exactly what's going on. So how do you guys go through that process to communicate clearly through that throughout the crew of what's being uh, reviewed or what's being looked at? And uh, how do you guys communicate that across the crew uh, during this process? Yeah, when, um, when, let, let's just say as an example, the, the, the ruling on the field was the runner was down before the ball came loose. That okay. gives Tom and Matt something to do now. Okay, they, now they know the ruling on the field. If they're looking at it, Matt might say mayday. And I will repeat, the ruling on the field was the runner's down. The runner was down before the ball came out. That ruling is under further review. At that point, I head over to the headsets. And now keep in mind, the COC replay model is collaborative, meaning the decisions are made in that stadium. There are no command centers. So all the communication is between actually Tom and me with input from Matt. And and Tom is, is very, very good about explaining to me what he's looking at. Usually by the time I get to the headsets, um, to the monitor, Matt has served up the kill shot. And we'll talk about that. And, and Tom will say, John, it looks like the ball is loose before that knee comes down. Do you agree? So it, it's not... The referee is in listen-only mode. It is in full participation. Yeah, Tom, I agree. Or, um, you know, if there were a shot, if, if, if there were a better shot over the shoulder, I'd say, Tom, do you have anything over Vince's shoulder? And then Matt would get involved looking for d- additional shots. But if that's what we have, that's all we have. Such that, do you have a do you have a monitor on the field? John? I have a monitor on the field, and I, I'm looking at all 12 looks that Tom and Matt are looking at. 
Got it. Okay. And we went. And who goes with you? Who goes with you to uh, assist my you? My back judge, Mike Elliott. Okay, and what's his he role? He is my scribe. So okay. if we're going to flip anything, um, I will. T- Tom will feed me the information, and each each of the scribes have a. Uh, it's called a yellow card, and it has everything from down, distance, time, hash, all kinds of information, such that when we're done. I'm going to announce, and Mike's going to feed me that information top to bottom. So you're going to relay that information uh, to your back judge uh, verbally. Yep, I will do that. And then while I'm doing that, I'm pressing my O2O button to let the crew know that we are either standing, we are confirming, or we are reversing. And if we're reversing, I'm relaying all that information not only to Mike, but via the O2O, I'm, I'm releasing that information to the entire crew such that they can alert coaches on the sidelines. They can get to where we're going on the field. Just, so it's just to expedite the entire um, replay process. Absolutely. So, so I just want to make sure I got it right. So when you're going to replay or repeat information described to your back judge, you're going to open your O2O as you're talking to your back judge, uh, giving him information to scribe or to write down on his game, his, his uh, replay card. Uh, and that alerts the rest of the crew um, of what you're communicating to. Exactly. Uh, yep. So that's, that's how every, that's how the rest of the crew uh, becomes involved at, as far as a, a listening aspect. So I'm assuming there's not a lot of, Oh, I, oh well, let me tell me on your crew. Do you, like don't want any O2O communication during this process, like uh, radio silence yes. or what, what do you preferably? Prefer? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming that the crew is, they're working out the options, right. As you're at the uh, headsets, right. So if it's, if it's going to be reversed, you're going to do one thing. If it's going to stand, you're going to do another thing. And so that when you give them that signal, uh, they can get ahead and go ahead and execute whatever they need to execute. Exactly. Right? Hopefully by the time I've made the announcement, they've, corrected the situation on the field. The, the ball is where it's supposed to be. The sticks are where they're supposed to be. The down is where it's supposed to be. The clock and the field position, they're all squared away such that, um, you know, when I get back to the middle of the field, we're ready to blow the ball in and, and play football. Okay. Great. Okay. So let's uh, move on to the, uh, to the uh, replay official during this. Um, We've stopped the game, or if you want to start before that, you can you can start there. But uh, take us through your your process. Okay, right. Well, the, the first thing I'm looking for, I think, as Matt said earlier, is I'm looking for smoke, some kind of issue. And once we have that, we will pause and wait for John to announce what the ruling on the field is. And then, if we decide to stop the game, technology has changed over the years, but I have twelve camera angles I can see on my screen at once. And mm. Two, three years ago, it was one. Two years ago, it was four, <laughs> wow. eight, 12. And in some games, not to back up here a little bit, but in some games, it, so much depends on how many cameras you have. Because if you have nine or 10 cameras, I'll see every angle that's available to me. Mm-hmm. So I can see, I don't rely so much on the TV truck. But if we're doing a big game, we might have 30 or 35 cameras, and I can only see 12 at a time. And I really rely heavily on. Matt and the TV people to get me angles that I might not have, but I'll go through that and I'll find the angles that 
are most helpful and John will come over. Uh, one of Matt's key roles is to make sure that no one else in the booth is talking. As John will attest to, when, when people in the background are talking, it's very difficult for us. Yeah. <laughs> and John's not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. And, and Matt <laughs> tend to keep the other people a bit quiet because we have to have that communication. So I will, as John said, take him through the angles that I think are best. We'll talk, but yeah. I'll give him my opinion. Uh, we'll have a good dialogue. I'm not sure we ever have disagreed over the years, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll, we'll come to an answer. And then John's very good about making sure we rehearse what his announcement is going to be. So sure, with yeah. the whole time doing that, it's, it's, you know, there's a balance between taking too much time but getting the announcement right. And so I think we'll always go to the side of getting the announcement right and making sure we're enforcing the penalty correctly or marking the ball correctly. Mm-hmm. And then John will go back and make the announcement and we'll, we'll go from there. But um, so it's a pretty elaborate process, but I think John and I trust each other a lot and Absolutely. that makes it work well. So I've heard it a couple of times, one, once from Matt and now from Tom. Can you give us a definition, uh, or at least maybe your definition, of, of different aspects or uh, situations or uh, things you might feel or things you might see that defines smoke to you um, or to your crew or your process? Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example that yep. that might have handled a little bit differently, but I, I was not with John at this game. I did the Fiesta Bowl. Matt and I did the Fiesta Bowl this year, and there was a play. There was a pass that was caught by Oklahoma State. It was called incomplete. It was right in front of the head coach. Uh-huh. The player gave the ball back to the referee, knew it was incomplete. It was like an eight-yard play, so it wasn't play for death. It was early in the game. And I didn't even think twice about stopping the game. But something in my head went off about a minute later. I'm like, I don't know if that looked quite right. And I went back and looked. Uh-huh. And sure enough, he, he had caught the ball, but there was no smoke. There was nothing that made me think I should stop the game. Uh-huh. So you sort of beat yourself up over that. You, you want to see something that gets your attention. And like in that case, there was absolutely nothing. I watched the play a hundred times because the things <laughs> drive crazy. But yeah. what, what's an example of like in that case, what's an example of something you would you would want to see? That would like get your antennas up. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved that. I was in or the coach who was literally three feet away from the catch go. He was in or just point to a referee and there was absolutely no smoke. And the word smoke becomes so important because if there's absolutely nothing there, you just tend to to move on. And again, it was not a key part of the game, but you know, you sort of beat yourself up over little tiny things. Sure. But at the end of the- Guys, yeah, I'd just like to add on that, Tom, uh, you know, that uh, you see conflicting signals by the uh, officials uh, on yeah, the field. Okay. That's smoke. Yeah. That's real yeah. smoke. <laughs> and that's why I stay on the field, even though to get a, we might say it, it, this is the ruling. It may not be the mm-hmm. final ruling. Okay. So conflicting signals is one. Another one where indicator would be players waving the defense Defending players are waving off a, a tight yeah. catch to the field. They're saying yeah. it hit the ground. Now we don't we don't make our judgments right. by right. that, but 
that's an indicator telling us they they might have seen something and we 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 should at least try to look at this so that there, there's a number of indicators such as those yeah so things that just pop your interest at the i think he's the, the word conflicting signals but you can use that for anything for con conflicting from something whether it's a crowd yeah. reaction a coach reaction a player reaction like you said uh yeah those are great right okay. yep excellent <clears throat> um you want to go to yeah well i don't yeah. know this one i just popped this in there this afternoon i don't think it's really that important but it you know every once in a while you know we we hear from some referees or some replay officials that um when games you know end of halves second quarter fourth quarter when when things can be really wild and uh catch us off guard or, or whatever um do you guys have anything that you really discuss as far as end of because john and, and jeff did a, a great thing on uh end, end of half situation so i know that's a uh, an important topic um is there anything that that you guys emphasize at the end of halves or end of games um that you want to make sure that you're on the same page before shoot we walk up the field um yeah. you know as far as that goes uh, as a communicator that's an important part i have again and I give the all clear yeah. signal. They do not go off the field until I get give okay. them the all clear. And uh, especially going towards the end of the game when you know the bands coming yeah. out or you know their fans are rolling under the field, uh, we have to make sure that uh, it might be a reviewable play at the yeah. end of the game. Yeah. And, and so just to follow up on that, John, uh, we were just watching a play in our local meeting mm -hmm. last night. Mm -hmm. It was the end of game end of game situation and. Our teams came on a field when there could have been a review, kind of like um, what Matt was saying. John, do you say anything or do anything or talk to the crew prior to the end of the game um, to prevent a situation where players are coming celebrating or coming on the field um, prematurely? Yeah, as part of that routine, Dwayne, you know, the, the sideline officials, to, to the extent they can, their job is to hold off the teams, you know, be before they cross the field. They it, they may assume it's over, but unless and until we hear from Matt, all clear, we we just try to hold these teams back as best they can. Now we we've, we've had situations where um, the fans have stormed the field. You know, we had that as recently as last year, and I mean there was no controversy at the end of the game where. You know, there was a, a catch, no catch that would have decided the game. I mean, this game was was uh, the score was already was done. Um, but, you know, those when you have to clear the field and get people back, it, it, it gets very, very tricky. So we ask our our sideline officials to do the best they can to hold everybody back. Well, I have to say, uh, Matt, I think you got a tough job. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, really, I, I it's it's yeah. you know, this is no slight on Tom here, but I, I think it, it sounds Wait to me that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. See what you did. I, I, gotta, I had to split <laughs> it up. Let's go. No, this, over. Well, I I, I got to tell you guys a little <laughs> yeah, life story go. here because Tom Tom you know he he got me uh, pretty good, but you know we as yeah. being a crew we do so much together, and sometimes guys we're in the we're in a situation where the crew will have a, they'll send a, you know, we might have a police escort with a van or whatever, or their van and it can only hold the the guys on the field. And Tom and I will drive behind the van. And, or if Tom is in 
we're in the, his hometown, uh, situations like that. I'm normally always driving with Tom. So we had a situation, and I have to admit that uh, it was very embarrassing for me because I'm supposed to be the uh -huh. communicator, and I miscommunicated. Uh -huh. <laughs> and we were at the hotel, and the guys all came down, and we were leaving very early, and they were leaving, and the van gets there, and it's like 7 in the morning, and uh, everybody's down there, and I'm down there sitting, waiting. And uh, the night before, Tom says, you know, I'll, I'll see you at the game here, and come and get, you know, and I just assumed that he was coming to the hotel to pick me up as we <laughs> normally do. And in this, in this scenario, the the crew all got in the van and uh, they said, come on, Matt, you know, come with us. I said, no, no, Tom's coming <laughs> to pick me up. I'm loyal. Yes, I'm right. a loyal communicator. I'm not leaving. Now leaving your okay, wingman. Knowing yeah. Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm not yeah. leaving him. And so they said, okay. So they go and they, you uh, proceed on down to the stadium, which was about a half hour, 45 minutes away. And I'm sure you guys know as being on the field, you know, we all yeah. have routines, yeah. right? And we don't like to get yeah. out of the routine. And, and especially John has, he's very uh -huh. particular with the routine. And so all of a sudden I'm starting to sweat bullets because it's about a half hour now and there's uh -huh. no Tom and I can't figure it out. And so I guess Tom, he went directly to the stadium. And he gets there, and they're all looking around, and their question was, where's Matt? Hmm. Well, Matt was lost because Matt was back <laughs> at the hotel thinking that he was doing the right thing and, you know, not leaving not, not leaving Tom. <laughs> and uh, so he had to send – fortunately, his son was the red hat uh -huh. for the game at, at Wisconsin, and he had to send him to uh -huh. come and get me. And let me tell you, when I walked into that locker room um, – I'm sure you guys can just imagine the uh, oh, ribbing yeah. that I got. And they had, <laughs> yeah, they had signs on the on the whiteboard, and I told them that's <laughs> it. <I quit. laughs> hey, uh, John, re remind me again: how long have you ha have you three been together, working together? What do we say, Tom? This is year seven for me and you, and yep, I think it'll seven. it'll be year six with uh, the three of us. The three yeah. of you. Okay. Run. So from over over the you know from the. Uh, you know, six years ago till now, you know, uh, how have you improved along the way? Like, um, are there, I'm sure just, just being with each other, you learn some things along the way and improve, but can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, be, uh, prior to the, the replay officials being full crew members, I mean, we would go from week to week with, with different replay people and, um, the, the relationship between, referee and the replay people is, is very important. I mean, it, it's a comfort level and it, it's just so comforting to know everything that Tom and Matt are, are going to do. And I know that the conversations are going to be business-like conversation. It, it's not going to be one way. It's bi-directional communication. It's not Tom saying, this is the way we're going to do it. And it's not, it doesn't start with Tom, can you hear me? And then my next line is repeating the penalty. I mean, it, it's complete dialogue. Tom trusts me 100%. I trust Tom 100%. And Matt in the background is, is doing everything to make Tom's job easier. And we work very, very well together. Yeah, I, you know, I would be together for seven years is pretty unusual in this business. And I think, as John said, it, it's all about trust. I mean, I, I think in the old days, if, if there was more a refer on the field referee 
versus replay sort of thing. But that has changed. And to be with John and to just trust each other, I mean, we're great friends. We've been through a lot of big games and a lot of big calls. And we both know we're trying to get it right. And Matt's there to help us. And uh, it's really special. Yeah, I bet. Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. Where we 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 really improved is um uh, I'm sure you guys you may not see it all the time but the NCAA has a lot of data and one of them they keep track of us our, our timing uh-huh. review times very important and uh, you know I'm sure you're aware that I believe it was yeah. last year they came out with a new rule that after after two yeah. minutes you're done they they want to shut down and uh, at that point they're going from announcement to announcement and then then the second timing period is from announcement to ready for play and they keep statistics on that and i have to say i was able to get some uh, one from dean and uh, the big 10 out of the power five were under the average uh, review time so that's just showing efficiencies and that's what we work on to try to get more that's, efficient that's, that's saying a lot right there yeah you know what i mean uh before we end this i got one i got one idea matt to make your job a little easier um <laughs> Any of you, you all watch golf or golf fans. If you listen to this show enough, you know that I'm a big golf fan. I like, I like the game of golf, right? So I heard earlier that Matt's job when we're under review is to keep everybody in the booth quiet. So, so Tom can do his job successfully. So you need to get a a couple of those signs like the, uh, the marshals have on the tee box, stand up, turn around and hold those up. And I think uh, you'll improve that time even better uh, in the Big Ten. <laughs> what do you think? Well, um, I don't know. Dwayne, are you a golfer too? <laughs> I am. I am. Just not as good as Tyler. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. What we'd like to do is that uh, Tom is a terrific oh. golfer, and uh, I, I try to smack it around. Yeah, we're going to get you guys to Pittsburgh and play Oakmont. Oh, um, here we go. Yep. So, so there's an open invitation, and Tom has his best courses in Wisconsin. Maybe we could get that together with you guys. Someday. That would be really fun oh, yeah. someday. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, listen, Dwayne, anything else? No, no. Um, you know, thank you. Yes, thank all, you very much. The three of you for coming on. Thank you, John. Again, you've always been a great supporter of the show. Yes. Um, oh, thank you, guys. Really appreciate everything you do. Thanks. Um, and it's because people like you are willing to come on and share your experiences. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, uh, you know, it's always an open invitation. We'll, we'll, we love to have you guys on again, talk about different topics. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate you taking the time out. Absolutely. Yep. Glad to do it guys. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so as Dwayne said, thanks so much. Um, and, um, listen, much appreciated. Uh, it's always good to have, um, folks in, uh, in your shoes, come on here and, and help out. So, um, I, we appreciate you taking the time out of your personal lives to hang out with us for an hour. And um, listen, we'll uh, we'll be in touch. And I absolutely will take that Oakmont <laughs> uh, or any or what's that? What's that new course in Wisconsin the, where they had the open there? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. It. It's a uh, oh, well, Aaron Hills. Yes, Aaron, Aaron Hills. Hills. Aaron Hills and uh, Oakmont, and uh, oh. I'll, I'll buy airfare. And guys, <laughs> Aaron Hills, guys, guys just, we can. Yeah. Just to let you know, wherever you're playing golf, whatever city in the country, Matt can track down the best deli tray, Italian deli tray that city has to offer. 
Okay, oh. it's good to know. Great <laughs> to know. He comes Great into it. He comes into the hotel room in Coralville, Iowa, and he he has got this Italian deli tray. It's a foot high. I'm like, where, oh baby, where did you come up with this? That's talent. That is talent. That's Italian. You know, it's just they stick together. Listen, my grandfather's name is Caggiano. So I can understand the the the, the, the love for the Italian meat tray. So again, thank you for your time. Really appreciate that. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a great Thanks, season. Man. You too. All and right. we'll talk soon, okay? Take care. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye bye. Well, listen, um, I don't know about you, but uh, that was was a much-needed talk, I I think, for for a lot of folks. I mean, for me, I know I wanted to hear what they had to say, for sure. Yeah, I I learned a lot. I mean, we're on cruise with replay, but you're not in the actual booth. Um, You know, I guess I've been a referee... Uh, a couple times mm-hmm. as a with on the uh, so in John's role, but just not at that level. Yeah, and um, it's just good to hear the information. Like, mm-hmm. um, make one it makes you appreciate what they what they do. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh huh. The the uh, communicators talking all the time. All the time. Entire. It's exhausting. I mean, it's I, exhausting. I, 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 and you heard Tom talk about that he's more exhausted. Yeah, during that than basketball, basketball game. Yeah, that's so that says that says a lot. That does say. A and lot, you know, so. re- realistically, um, you know, there's a process, you know, w- that we follow. Right. Um, but you never know if a crew has a, a, a slightly different process, and that's why yeah. we like to talk to other people. That yes. hey, how do you do it? You know, how yeah. do you do this? And hey, shoot, that sounds pretty good. I'm going to try that. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of what I wanted to to try and get out of some of that, and, yeah. I, and I and I and I did, and um, and but again, it's all good. John O'Neill has been, like Dwayne said um, a few minutes ago, <clears throat> has been a huge supporter uh, from the very beginning. And uh, so we, we wanted to see if, if we can get him and his replay staff on here. And, and sure enough, we, uh, he obliged and they were great. And we, we thank them for that. So um, listen, that's another one in the books. Another one in the books, <clears throat> as they say. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> appreciate that. And we will. Well, you know, we'll be, we'll be back soon, a couple we'll weeks or so, yep. whatever it's going to be. But, uh, Dwayne, thank you for again for coming over. And, uh, and uh, no we'll be back again soon. Yep. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. We want to thank you so much for taking the time and listening to Rule 11. We hope you got something from today's conversation just as much as we did. If there's any topic discussed from today's show that you'd like to come back to, please visit our website at www.rule11officials.com for any show notes and or documents that we have around today's show. Also, if you have any comments, suggestions, or future show topics, shoot us an email at rule11officials at gmail.com. I promise we'll read them all. One final thing is, please subscribe wherever you are listening to this publication. That way you can get alerts for the latest and greatest conversations. Now, enjoy the fight song of the week and have a great day. We want to thank you.